the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. In-depth business and investing news. We are Business 1440. KYCR, Golden Valley. A service of Salem Media Group. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. The Senate's number two ranking Republican says new guidelines are allowing states to use their coronavirus relief grants to pay for everything from essential workers to unemployment checks. Many of the Democrats are coming down here and saying, you know, if we don't help state and local governments, we won't pay uh, essential workers. Uh, That just flat now uh, isn't true. Those dollars can be used for that purpose. The states have already been given $150 billion. Democrats say they'll demand a trillion more in the next COVID-19 relief bill. The U.S. unemployment rate hit 14.7% in April as 20.5 million jobs vanished. And one economist, Diane Swank, says that the job losses came across many industries and the numbers will improve as the government's payroll protection plan takes effect probably next month. On Wall Street Friday, the Dow was up 455 points. This is SRN News. I'm Staff Sergeant Mark Anthony Madrid. Staff Sergeant Samantha Cowell. I'm Staff Sergeant Alex. Staff Sergeant William Lewis, and I am proud to defend my family and our nation. The Air Force Reserve is part of the story of this great nation. I'm grateful that I have a chance to wear the uniform of the heroes that went before me. I am proud to be part of a team that helps make a difference in the world. Every day, men and women from communities across this nation serve as reserve citizen airmen. Even as technology evolves and changes, our commitment to defend and protect this nation remains steadfast. We celebrate those who have served and those who are proudly serving. We celebrate our proud history and look towards an exciting and uniting future. Our mission is to fly, fight, and win in air, space, and cyberspace. And I am proud to be a member. And I'm proud to serve in the United States. And I am proud to protect our country. Proud to serve in the U.S. Air Force Reserve. AFreserve.com. People looking to buy a new fence in Minnesota are lucky. Lucky because unlike with other types of purchases, when it comes to buying a new fence, the choice has been made so darn easy. Only one company truly stands above the rest and has for a long, long time. Midwest Fence has not only been around far longer than anyone else and thus is far more experienced, they're the largest fence company in the state, which means Midwest Fence has the greatest variety of fence designs. You won't believe the seemingly endless styles you can choose from these days. And Midwest Fence buys in such bulk they can keep their prices lower than other companies. That's why if you're ready for a fence, you're just plain lucky. The legendary fence company that's been making people smile since Truman was president is but a phone call away and ready to stop out and deliver a free estimate. Your turn to smile, folks. Learn more at MidwestFence.com. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. The Wall Street Business Network is on the air. I want every American to be prepared for the hard days that lie ahead. Basically the worst parts of the Bible. Is it safe? It's the King Banyan Show on Business 1440. States are competing against states. Shameful. Dogs and cats living together. Mass hysteria. As an educator and former legislator, Professor Banyan steps out of the classroom and onto the airwaves to break down the local and national economic news that matters to you. Shut it down. Screw your P&L. America will pay you more not to work than work. This is a wartime issue and a wartime mobilization is what's needed. It's like people only do things because they get paid. And that's just really sad. This is the time for all Americans to come together and do our part. We had the greatest economy in the world. We had the greatest economy in the history of our country. I think in the end we'll be stronger for it. When will then be now? Ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. Now, here's King Banyan. Do you know what you didn't hear? 
Did you listen carefully? What you did not hear is... This show was pre-recorded. Because it's not. We're live! We're back! Oh my gosh, I can tell you how happy it makes me to be back. I'm actually sitting on the uh, in an office in an empty building. Okay? You cannot get more socially distanced than I am right now. Okay, to my east is the Mississippi River. It's about, probably about five, about 300 feet across uh, the river where I am here in St. Cloud uh, from a park. Uh, I'm in a building in the back of a building. There's nobody anywhere else in the building. Meaning, I probably can't have more space between me and anybody else than I have right at this moment. Okay, it's probably the, it's probably the safest place in Minnesota. Um, I might talk a little bit about about what's happening in Stearns County uh, here uh, in the next hour. But the other reason we're we're excited is not just being live. And you can call us six five one two eight nine four four seven seven six five one two eight nine four four seven seven. The number to call. We would love to have a phone call or two today that we could get onto the air because. We haven't been live with you for almost two months. Um, The other exciting thing is Wyatt's back. Um, Welcome back, Wyatt. We're happy to have you back with us. Um, uh, He's been eager to get back in the studio, and uh, our arrangement was when we could get back to doing live shows, we had to go taped. We have figured it out uh, last week, as I noted, uh, uh, our, our brilliant engineer at Salem Twin Cities, uh, Steve Smith, has put a, put a little patch in to help us out with some issues we were having because the Internet is really busy, really, really full of traffic. Uh, but we were having issues before that, and it just had gotten to the point where we couldn't manage it anymore. Um, this this connection does not work well from the house, but it works well from the studio. Um, I won't explain the technical reasons why that's true, uh, but uh, at any rate, we're glad to be back. We're glad to be live, and that we can do it on a job Saturday, on a historic job Saturday. Um, and is just uh, it's 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 both good and awful to be here because it's it, the report. The report, we were all prepared for a report that would be horrifying, right? And there's no other, there's no other way to look at it. Indeed, I seldom start with a cut, but it was interesting to me that President Trump, who's probably been told the jobs report comes out at 8.30 Eastern, 7.30 our time. Uh, the jobs report's coming out at 8.30 Eastern. So he calls into Fox and Friends at the moment that the report's coming out. Now, I've always believed that someone calls in advance, you know, with not just the please hold for the president, but somehow warns the the Fox and Friends folks that he's going to call. Um, So you kind of think that they sort of had this in mind already. But I want you to hear this. This is his reaction at the moment the numbers get announced. Play play, uh, Trump morning cut, please. It's a great term. It just came out at this meeting. Uh, no, that's the other cut. Stop, stop, stop. Play, play the other Trump cut, please. Yeah, it's fully expected. There's no surprise. Everybody knows that. Somebody said, oh, look at this. Well, no, even the Democrats aren't blaming me for that. But what I can do is I'll bring it back. Look, I created with a lot of great people and, and with the country, because our country's warriors, and now maybe more than ever, because they're going back to work and there's, they're warriors. We created the greatest economy in the history of the world, best we've ever had, best employment numbers, best stock markets, best number of jobs in every way, the best economy in the history of the world. We were blowing away China. We were blowing away everybody. We were the envy of the world. And then they came in and they explained it. And they said, sir, you have to turn it off. We have to close the country. And I said, say it again. They said, sir, you have to close the country. Nobody ever heard of a thing like this. But they were right, because if I didn't, we would have lost two million, two and a half million, maybe more than that people. And we'll be at 100,000, 110, higher than it, the lower level of what was projected if we did the shutdown. But still, you're talking about 
I say two Yankee stadiums of people. It's unacceptable. It's unacceptable. Mm-hmm. But I created, okay. as president, we had the strongest economy in the history of the world, the strongest economy we've ever had, and we had to close it, which is artificial. We artificially closed it. Those jobs will all be back, and they'll be back very soon. And next year, we're going to have a phenomenal year. People are ready to go. We've got to get it all open. Right, People, and safely. Okay, so just wanted to get you the feel. He, so clearly, he had decided to come on and talk about, talk about the numbers. So how bad were they? Now it's it, it it will seem weird that to, and I'm sure there are people who do not like the fact that when we when most of us have talked about these numbers what we've said is is in effect these numbers probably understate the degree of the problem. The unemployment rate rose 10.3% to reach now 14.7%. Okay? It's the highest rate and the largest over-the-month increase in the history of the series. Get used to that phrase. Increase in the history of the series. Decrease in the history of the series. Because this happens over and over again. Okay? It's a historic month. The president is correct to say, we did this. This was an intentional decision. And we knew that this was going to happen. And that's true. Indeed, um... My wife, who, who's uh, dabbled in the stock market, has had a couple courses in economics, not from me, uh, but, from, but from my colleagues here at St. Cloud State, um, uh, has had a couple, couple courses, so she knows a thing or two. She, she noted to me in the afternoon yesterday, how weird is it that we have this historic rise in unemployment rates and the stock market went up 400 points? And I, I said... Yeah, well, I mean, the question is how, the question is really, do they think the worst is behind us? Because remember, the stock market's always forward-looking. It's not looking backwards, and this is a backward-looking piece. It's looking at April, which is, which, which is potentially the worst of it. But some of the data don't filter into the official unemployment rate. And I think when people say it understates the case, it's because some of the some of the reporting that some of the reporting in the statistics are not in fact reporting that are reporting something other than unemployment for something that you and I would understand to be unemployment. So let me let me give you an example here. Let's just let's just take a couple examples. The number of unemployed persons who were jobless less than five weeks increased by 10.7 million to 14.3 million, accounting for almost two-thirds of the unemployed. The number of unemployed persons who were jobless five to 14 weeks increased by 5.2 million to 7 million. So that five-week period would be those who were unemployed basically right around the time we started to see behavior change, right around the time we started to see people make changes to their, make changes to their uh, behavior, uh, and businesses started to think, you know what, I probably can start cutting back because I'm not getting the orders I thought I was going to have before. Importantly, the labor force participation rate decreased by 2.5% over the month to 60.2%. That's as low as it's been since January of 1973. I've done my story with you here on the King Banyan Show before about that's the period where women are entering the labor force. And we get this big increase in the labor force participation rate because of increased female labor force participation. It's right in that period. We've gone back to a period when less than so it's equivalent to a statistic that was there when less than half of women were in the workplace all right total okay the employment to population ratio which as i've noted is the most is the most comprehensive figure the one that's least susceptible to to how we categorize whether people are employed, unemployed, or out of the labor force, we just say 
How many of you actually have a job right now versus how many of you, how many are in the population? Dropped 8.7% to 51.3. So 8.7% of Americans in the population had a job in March, in the reference week in March, around March 12th, did not have a job in April, reflected by 51.3. Okay, and, and I do my joke usually around this time, but the, hey, that's not all. There's more to this than that. All right, but that number, 51.3%, is the largest over-the-month decline in the history of the series. Now, the data, when they you hear that, you say it's worse than the Great Depression. No, it's not. We didn't start collecting data on employment on a monthly basis in this format until, 19, until 1948. There are data sets that go back into, all the way back to 1900. They are not the official BLS data. They are, they are reconstructed data from state records that were built by researchers around the National Bureau of Economic Research back in the 40s and the 50s. They exist. There have been people that work on these things. I have a good friend here in St. Cloud who teaches at St. John's who does some of this work of actually reconstructing data sets, okay? But it's not the same data. And so trying to do a direct comparison between them, I warn people, yeah, it's probably the case that unemployment was worse during the Great Depression than here. But the way in which we're collecting that data probably differ between what we what we know about the 1930s and what we know about the 20 about 2020. So if you're going to make those comparisons, you probably better put the caveat in place. We're not positive those numbers are comparable, but if they were roughly comparable, that should work. Okay, so again, I tell you that's it, but again, but then that's not all. And even since I, I, I did my work on the, looking at the jobs report yesterday morning, I was in an all-day meeting starting at 9, okay, Seven hours of a Zoom call. Holy cow. Uh, I could tell you that. Um, uh, I can tell you that uh, uh, in that time, they've even had to go back and revise their data again. This is how odd this, these data are. We'll be back after this. We'll tell you more. This is the King Banyan Show on a job Saturday on Business 1440. Look at all these options. You could fill an entire warehouse with all the different ways you can stream Business 1440. Top shelf choices include TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com, our free app, and Radio.com. This is an important coronavirus update from the nonprofit Global Healthy Living Foundation. Do you or a loved one live with a chronic illness? If so, you and your family may be at a higher risk for contracting the COVID-19 coronavirus. The Global Healthy Living Foundation has made free information and support available for your protection and well-being. Go to GHLF.org to enroll in their free patient support program to get updates and information related to the coronavirus outbreak. Protect yourself and your family. Visit GHLF.org today. This is an important coronavirus update from the nonprofit Global Healthy Living Foundation. Do you or a loved one live with a chronic illness? If so, you and your family may be at a higher risk for contracting the COVID-19 coronavirus. The Global Healthy Living Foundation has made free information and support available for your protection and well-being. Go to GHLF.org to enroll in their free patient support program to get updates and information related to the coronavirus outbreak. Protect yourself and your family. Visit GHLF.org today. I can't say nothing, nothing, shut up, shut up, don't want to open my mouth. Has humor and freedom of speech been smothered to the point of no return? From the creators of No Safe Spaces comes the Facebook Live event, Not Allowed to Laugh, Free Speech and the Death of Comedy, hosted by Eric Metaxas, with the stars of No Safe Spaces, Adam Carolla and Dennis Prager, with special guests, comedian Kareth Foster, Wednesday, May 13th, 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern, a lively hour-long conversation about the state of comedy and free speech today, and the challenges of making the movie No Safe Spaces. To be a part of this event, please 
Please follow No Safe Spaces on Facebook. Questions for Eric, Dennis, and Adam can be asked on Facebook using hashtag No Safe Spaces. Don't miss Not Allowed to Laugh, Free Speech, and the Death of Comedy. May 13th, 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern, on the No Safe Spaces Facebook page. A safe space for laughter and free speech. We are there, day one, with baby names and a gift that lasts a lifetime. We are there, as you grow, protecting you and those you love. And we are there, as you start your next chapter. We are with you through life's journey. We are Social Security, securing today and tomorrow. Get to know us at socialsecurity.gov. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. Your Amazon smart speaker is now your all-access pass to financial strategists, economic pros, and more. Tune in with Alexa. Just say, play Business Radio 1440. That's play Business Radio 1440. Welcome back. Your dreams were your ticket. Now... Wyatt, you're way too young to have ever seen this show unless you're an addict of TV land. Um, am I correct? No, I've never seen it, but I thought it was fitting for uh, today's show. It is. It is. It is for both of us. Uh, back live. Back with Wyatt. It's excellent. Excellent choice. And I, but it just surprised me. It's like, you know... I was watching this show when I was in graduate school, for heaven's sake. Um, I think it was actually even before that. I might. What were the dates on Welcome Back, Cotter? What was the dates that show was on the air? You could, We'll have our trusty producer look that up and, and get us an answer for that one. So, so um, as I said, the report was was bad. It was about as bad as we thought it would be. What one thing that happened that was clearly an issue was that everyone had believed that the numbers on manufacturing jobs was going to be a lot worse than what showed up. Um, Peter Bookvar uh, at, at uh, a Bleakley Advisory Group, uh, a, a Wall Street, a Wall Street area uh, advising service, um, uh, noted that uh, the number on the street for manufacturing job loss was about two and a half billion. The number comes in at, at almost half that at one point three three. So, so the number, the twenty and a half million jobs lost, which a lot of people led with that number rather than the fourteen point seven, probably feels a little closer to the truth than 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 before. The U six rate. Um, okay, U6 was, in fact, uh, um, U6, which is the rate that includes underemployment, because there are a lot of people who are working part-time who used to work full-time. I mentioned my son is, uh, is a chef, okay, He's act- he actually is the, head- is the head chef at a restaurant in-, in the St. Cloud area. I just saw him yesterday. Uh, went over, you know, went over in the middle of that Zoom meeting. They gave us 30 minutes to get a lunch. Well, his restaurant's like six minutes from my house. So I called over, had him fix me a sandwich and ran over and grabbed it just to say hi. And um, and there are two people working in a place where there normally would be eight. For a lunch crowd, there'd probably be eight to ten people working there. There's two. In those two people, my son and the and the server, Who's out? Who, who's uh, bringing the food out and, and taking payments? Uh, they they're working. They're working reduced hours. And indeed, I would point. I'd point this out. And and and, and I'm going to talk more about models. I saw Don Don wanting to say these are strictly guesses that we're making with models. You've heard me say on the show repeatedly that that um, I use a very simple model of taking hours worked to try to do a GDP forecast. The Atlanta Fed came out with a number of about minus 35% for second quarter GDP after updating with the data from the April jobs report. The New York Fed's uh, now cast, um, uh, okay, so that's GDP now from the Atlanta Fed. The now cast uh, from the New York Fed was around 33%. Merrill Lynch 
which has got some model in their head says 30%. Here's what I use. I take hours worked. Um, aggregate weekly hours is a line that'll be in the sur it be in the employment survey. It fell from a it's an index and it fell from 110.3 to 93.9. That's a drop of about 15%. I typically will then take that number that number, that percentage decrease, and say, what if we had that decrease for the other two months of the quarter? What would that look like? And where would we go? Where would we? Where? What would we use that number to say about GDP? If I do that, and I assume a model, yep, a model, which is just what's called, which is a workhorse model in economics. It's called the Cobb-Douglas production function. Uh, and it's a very simple model that just says that production is a function of the amount of capital and the amount of labor that's out there. We don't think the amount of capital has changed much in a month, right? All the capital is there before is it should be there now. We don't think productivity has changed very much yet. It can, it will, if this thing lasts a fair while longer. But at this particular moment, it's about the same. I, if we do that. And I just, I just, you know, use a calculator. I don't, I don't put it into a spreadsheet. I can just use my calculator on my iPhone and figure this thing out. The answer comes out to 38%. 38% decline. Now, I think that's an overstatement of what the decline will be. All right? Because I think the next two months you'll see weekly hours increase. Not the hours worked per average hours work, because that's a per worker basis. Okay, it stayed it stayed steady at thirty four point two, which is a surprise. That probably shouldn't have happened that way. But aggregate weekly hours down at ninety three point nine. If it was to stay there at that number, my model, which is just a single equation with a plug number and an assumption with two assumptions. One assumption, the amount of capital we have in the in the country isn't going to change over the quarter. We're not going to be we're not going to be adding a lot of capital. We're going to have some, some depreciation, but within a three month period, it's probably a, a second or third order effect. I'm not going to worry about it. That's an assumption. And productivity doesn't change. That's an assumption. I come out to 38% based on based on that single number. And and you know, at this point early in the early in a quarter, I'm only I'm only 5 weeks into a 13 week quarter. I mean, that's that, it's pretty jaw dropping, but I understand there's much more data to come. I I don't necessarily believe 38%, but but that's what that number would imply from a model. Another way to think about this is, is, and this is the other bit of data that you should we should think about. Then, I'm, and I'm going to then I'm going to use some some news that we heard on the radios and TV uh, yesterday to sort of talk through this a little bit more. Um, uh, U six has been talked about a lot. U six was at eight point seven percent in March. It went to twenty two point eight percent. Now, 22.8% is not the true unemployment rate, which I've heard some people say, and I would I would argue that's that that particular point is nonsense because we've never made U6 the unemployment rate. The unemployment rate is U3. However, the rise of 14% versus the 10.3% rise of the unemployment rate is pretty is pretty real. That's a number that I would actually say is is, is Maybe it's somewhere around there, okay? So the U6 rate. But here is the most here's the most important point, and I, I actually have this. If you follow our Twitter feed at pound KBRS, you can go back to yesterday, to yesterday, Friday morning, and see what I posted about this. This was a, this was some information that was provided in the in the jobs in the jobs report in an appendix, um, in an appendix. Uh, that said um, that said the, uh, 
said, uh, let me uh, let me go back and and catch this and and find where I've I've put this. Um, I've I've lost where I've lost where I put this now. Um, I'm just I'm just scrolling through to find to find this particular piece. I've um, and, I, and I can't find it. Okay, so let me let me just let me just sort of summarize it, and I'll, I'll pull it up during the break. Um, there's a group of people who are who are um, employed by their businesses, perhaps because of a PPP loan. They have to be employed. However, the business says it would be it. I cannot protect you, or I have nobody to buy the things you make, or I can't operate the store because the government has told me I can't be open. Those people are supposed to be classified as unemployed. However, however, the people who collect the information at the census, who does the, who does the household survey on behalf of BLS, again classified them as, as employed, but absent from work. Now, there are lots of reasons you can be employed but absent from work. Lots of reasons. However, however, and, and this is the this is the important part, it turns out it turns out that if you did if you do that, the number is much higher. And indeed I found my I found my, my clip here. I'm gonna I'm gonna I wanna talk about this for a second more. Okay. Um the number of people who, uh, with a job but not at work, jumped from four million to eleven and a half million. And as you looked at that number, okay, there's two thousand that are out due to illness or medical problems. There's there's some people you can be out for vacation for because you have childcare problems, which turned out to be a small number. I thought that would be larger. Labor disputes, bad weather, maternity, school, or so on. But other reasons listed went from half a million to eight million. That seven and a half million, had they put that into that, because they don't like to do that kind of, that's an ad hoc assumption. They say the unemployment rate, had they put those in, would have then been 19.5%. Between the 14 and the 22, so it's somewhere in there. It's 17, 18, 19, probably closer to the truth. We'll be back after this. You're listening to The King Banyan Show on Business 1440. Your potential customers are at home right now. Are you there with them? In these uncertain times, the investment you made in digital marketing is really paying off. Thanks to Salem Surround, you're on page one of the search engines. Your online reputation is five-star. Your digital presence is accurate, and you're everywhere. Oh, wait, you're not? You don't have an effective digital marketing strategy? It's not too late. Contact Salem Surround for help. We deliver prescriptive marketing solutions to communicate with your current and future customers that not only meet your needs, but exceed your expectations. Salem Surround can help you with digital marketing during these difficult times and beyond. Total market saturation with increased return on investment. Contact Salem Surround for a free evaluation of your digital presence and to learn how we can help place your advertising message in front of today's consumers. Learn more at surroundmsp.com. SurroundMSP.com, connecting you with new customers. Did you know my mom's gonna have a baby? She is? Will it be a boy? Or will it be a girl? We don't know yet, but we heard the heartbeat, and my dad said this is gonna be someone very special. 
You mean like being a president? Or maybe a doctor. Well, probably maybe like a singer or dancer, I think. Hello, my name is Marianne Koharski. I'm the director of Pro-Life Across America. We know that every baby is a miracle and has the potential to do great things. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of alternatives or assistance or would like to support the work of Pro-Life Across America, please call 1-800-366-7773 or visit our website at prolifeacrossamerica.org. Pro-Life Across America is non-political and totally educational. How'd you like to eliminate your expensive cable bill forever or get new satellite internet where cable can't go? Well, now you can have affordable satellite internet service for a few dollars a day. All you need is a mini satellite installed and you can have unlimited internet connections wirelessly in your home or office. And no cable boxes means unlimited connections and no clutter. You can surf the internet or stream any of your favorite television services with no cable. And the best part is, satellite internet service costs only a few dollars a day for your entire home. Yes, fast internet to surf or stream television for a few bucks a day. Call now for free details and learn how to drop your expensive cable bill. 800-430-8761-800-430-8761-800-430-8761. That's 800-430-8761. Welcome back, Bing Bang and Chef. This is 1440. All right. I'm thinking, uh, why did John leave you a playlist today? <laughs> no, he did not, actually. You dug this stuff up? This I, is pretty good. I, I did, thank you. Yeah, this is pretty good. I like it. Um, by the way, and thank you for digging out the fact that Cotter Show was my college years, not my graduate school years, 75 to 79. That's exactly my uh, four years at uh, four years at Saint Anselm. Um, that uh, that's, that's that's pretty cool. Um, so six five one two eight nine four four seven seven. We are live today on a job Saturday, where we've been digging through the inform the information in the jobs report. I'm gonna I'm gonna hand it off to some to, to some commentary from others in a in a moment, but. Uh, I have not spent much time talking about the uh, talking about the uh, number of jobs in various areas of the of the economy, and I want to I want to make sure that I've actually covered uh, the the job side. I spent all of my time so far talking about the about the uh, household survey. Twenty and a half million jobs lost, including nineteen and a half in the private sector. The goods sector, again, was down, but not as much as had been expected. But that kind of fits the stories that I've heard up here, where we've had two or three different uh, manufacturers. And I've, t I've talked to, I think, I'm counting in my head the number of calls I've made, because I've made about a half, I'm going to say it's six or seven calls. All of these are manufacturers, and they're pretty evenly split. Three of them are currently closed, but none of them closed right away. They closed, okay, and in each of those cases, the closures were a combination of two things. One, they had issues with supply chain, with the supply chain from their, from their suppliers. They were not getting the goods that they that they needed to produce what they were producing. So one of them, one of them relied on, on Canada to get their products. Another one relied on China. Uh, they had been having trouble for a while, and finally it's just like, we're out of stuff to do. We can't. We, there's no reason for us to be open. Uh, but in, each, in, in the other case, and I think it also played a role in the second case, workers said to them, you know, we would like, we like those $600 a week unemployment checks. We, we wouldn't mind having them. And indeed, two of the places where they are open have indicated that they've had that conversation with, them, with their employees saying, 
Well, we've got people that are expecting our goods and we need to have them here, and they're, in fact, not. They're, they're not happy. They, they're like, we want to go, and, the, and their employer is saying, no, we're staying open because we have, we have customers we need to serve. And, and so that conversation is ongoing with, um, with their employees. And, and at some point, they both, both of them said, well, at some point I probably am going to be out of, out of, uh, out of uh, workers to go to, but uh, out of uh, orders to go through. Construction sites and uh, con contractors are telling me, we'll be out of work probably. We'll, we're, we've had projects move forward, particularly public sector projects are moving forward, while private sector projects that they were planning to do in April and May and June, that, that, uh, that firm that uh, is contracted with them has said, whoa, 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 can we, can we hold off on that for 90 days? We just need to, we need to see where we are and we'll see if we actually need you to build that. Uh, so construction of buildings was down dramatically, uh, 206, but if I look at the manufacturing side, uh, down not nearly as much as you would you would have thought. Um, the only place where it's been really walloped has been on on uh, ma on car manufacturing, where where motor vehicles and parts are down by are down by a third, more than a third. Uh, actually, three hundred eighty-one thousand jobs. Uh, so that'd be almost exactly a thirty-eight percent decrease there. Uh, on the non-durable side, not down nearly so much, uh, and so forth. But on the but on private service producing areas, retail trade down 2.1 million, which is a drop of about 15%. Transportation and warehousing down, but, but about 11 or 12%. Uh, information, the information sector being down almost 10% is, is interesting. Uh, financial services down a fair, a fair amount. Um, one number that they actually have had to restate because I understand the number is uh, I understand that the number was uh, mis was done uh, was there was a mistake in it um, and I'm not sure this is the corrected one or not I think in fact it's not the corrected one uh, but temporary help services was down um, 841,000 that's a drop of about 16 percent. I use that number as a leading indicator. So when you see a big drop in the hiring of temporary help, that's a pretty clear signal that businesses are cutting back. And, many, and those are going into both the service sector and, and the goods sectors. So, so those numbers are down substantially. Um, in healthcare, this is the shocker, right? They're down 10%. But I actually thought it might be down even more than that. And then on the other side, leisure and hospitality down 7.6% million jobs, excuse me. That's a drop from um, uh, um, um, that's a drop from 16.4 to 8.7 million jobs. So that's a cut of over 40% in that area. But from other information I've been seeing, I think the loss of jobs, particularly in food services, and if I look here, the drop in food services, I think that drop, which is on, on, on the official numbers, 5.5 million jobs lost here out of what was 11.9 is now 6.4. I actually think that might understate how much is happening there. Okay, at 651-289-4477, um, we have Vincent on the line who has a question. Um, Vincent, you're on because it's been so long since I've had someone to talk to on the phone on a radio program. Good morning, sir. Good morning, and thank you. Circumstances had where you can go live. Um, question, you know, what these companies that, you know, temporarily were on, not open, you know, on a business temporarily, but now when they want to open up and, you know, they're paying X dollars, let's say, and the workers they had, the people doing the job, they're getting all this here unemployment money from the government, which is more than what the employer pays. What if the worker says, hey, I, I want more money. I want what I make it for unemployment. Can the yes. owner legally say, 
you were my employee before, and since you don't want to come back at what I'm paying you, you're fired. Legally, can he do all this? Or what's all this here with uh, the laws that have been around for all these years? That is a really good question, Vincent. Thank you for the call. I appreciate that very much. Uh, I mean, so I'm not a lawyer, uh, particularly not a labor lawyer. So I'm going I'm to actually... I'm actually going to defer. If someone wants to tweet at us at pound KBRS or also call us at 651-289-4477. I know I have some friends who listen to the show who are lawyers. Some of them know something about labor law. They might be able to actually answer that question for you. Um, um, so, so I, let me. Um, so, so I'm going to put that off. However, you've raised a good point. The minimum wage implied by the federal law is $15 an hour, right? They're paying $600 a week. 600 divided by 40 is 15. 40 hours in a work week, six, okay, so that's 15. So if you were paying your workers 17 or $18 an hour and they're getting 15 to, to, to be home, they're likely to not want to report back to work. The question really is, is whether or not when a worker who's getting this extra payment gets a, gets a return call from the employer, is there a mechanism by which if they do not return, you can, you can stop that payment? To the best of my knowledge, Vincent, the answer is no. You don't get to cut it off. Those payments are scheduled to stop in July. Which is why I think, and I'm going to talk about this, we're, going to, we're actually going to go a little longer than an hour on, on Job Saturday here to talk about the jobs report, because it is historic. I think the recession will continue in no small part because we've built in what might be an extra two months of unemployment by having that, the CARES Act put in that extra $600 and putting it in all the way out to July. Sitting in March, maybe that seemed like a good idea. Um, but even at the time, I thought, you know, that might be one month too many. But I think you'd much rather be one month too many than one month too few. Okay? And given how difficult they're having, the difficulty they're having coming together about passing bills, you probably, you, you probably erred on the proper side of this. But yes, it is likely that, that unemployment will stay higher for longer because the CARES Act has basically put a $15 an hour floor into unemployment. So all the jobs, you know, I mentioned my son in the, in, in the, in the restaurant business. There's probably only two or three people in that business making more than 15 bucks an hour. We'll be back after this. You're listening to The King Banyan Show on Business 1440. <music> Business 1440 is KYCR Golden Valley. We've had our lives flipped upside down recently, and for many of us, things just got a lot rougher. But we've faced tough times before, and we're going to pull through this because, well, that's what we do in America. At Term Provider, Big Lou has a message for you. If all this craziness has you protecting the ones you care about, don't let it stop when we get through this. Keep the protection rolling with a life insurance shield around your family. For over 30 years, Term Provider has been providing affordable term life insurance at better prices and with better service, including policies that don't need an in-home exam. As for Big Lou, he's just like you, spending time at home with his kids, too. No matter what your medical history, prostate cancer, heart conditions, high cholesterol, or if you're taking prescription medications, at Term Provider, we can help you find a million dollars or more of term life insurance at affordable rates to fit your budget. There's no obligation, so call now for your free quote. Call 800-555-2085. That's 800-555-2085. 800-555-2085. Eric Metax is here. Like you, I'm confined to my home, spending time with my family, and one thing we enjoy right now is watching uplifting movies that affirm our faith. But what's there to watch? Well, I have the answer. Introducing Patterns of Evidence, The Exodus, a documentary that explores convincing evidence that the biblical account of the Exodus is true. Investigative filmmaker Tim Mahoney journeyed to Egypt, Israel, and throughout the world to search for answers to one very important question. 
did the stories like Exodus, as written in the Bible, really happen? And the results of his investigation are monumental. Right now, you can watch Patterns of Evidence, The Exodus at Home. Go to PatternsofEvidence.com. That's PatternsofEvidence.com. And immediately following the movie, a panel moderated by Gretchen Carlson and featuring Dennis Prager and Graham Lotz and me, yours truly, will provide further insight and commentary on the film. Watch Patterns of Evidence, The Exodus, and others in the series. Go to PatternsofEvidence.com. That's PatternsofEvidence.com. Limitless access to business and investment strategy. Listen to Business 1440 with our free app, your smart speaker, or with iHeart, TuneIn, and Radio.com. We live in the Twin Cities and invest worldwide. Let's face it, life can get busy. Between work, trips to the cabin on the weekends, keeping your eye on the markets, with everything going on, convenience usually comes at a premium. But Business 1440 is here to make things a bit easier. With the iHeartRadio app, you can stream your favorite shows anytime, anywhere, and it's free. Download iHeartRadio from the App Store or listen online at iHeartRadio.com and stay connected with your best financial partner wherever you go. Business 1440. Right now, there are young people across the world facing a tough choice. Continue their dream of education or drop out to help their family put food on the table. You can help change their future in a single moment. See how far your support can go at unbound.org. Welcome back to Daniel Show Business 1440. Hey, and if you're listening to us on the replay on Sunday, happy Mother's Day. You know, one thing that happens during this during this uh, pandemic and and our use is our use of uh, of uh, delivery services. I've been ever so grateful for a service down in uh, down in uh, Myrtle Beach where my mom lives, uh, which is bringing her lasagna and cheesecake for Mother's Day. Okay, she's allergic to flowers, so we don't send flowers to her. We send food, and um, and given that she's um, alone in her late eighties. Uh, and and not able to go to church on Sunday, which would be which would be her her joy of of any weekend. Uh, we're we're glad to do that. Six five one two eight nine four four seven seven to call. We are live today on a job Saturday on the King Banyan Show. Don on Twitter asks about the dollars that are lost uh, that 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 are going to folks here in the. During the pandemic, I can dig up. I'll, I'll dig up the other number, but the my the the major point I would I would make is this: most of the job losses happened in lower in lower income areas. If you think if you think about the second stage of this expansion that has now come to an end, okay? And I understand, and we'll we'll have the recession discussion during the second hour. All right, I'm, I'm calling an audible. We're going to go. We're going to go long on job Saturday because I'm, I'm not going to get to everything I want to do yet. I mean, I haven't do a good time talking to you folks. Um, jo- the jobs that were gained in 2017, 18, and 19 were largely at the at the lower end of this spectrum. They were jobs that were. They were jobs that people with a high school diploma would get, or even less than a high school diploma. They were not white-collar jobs. I'm a white-collar employee. I'm a white-collar public sector employee. I work for a state university. I'm able to pretty much do everything I do from my home. Okay? And I am, I am remunerated at above the median salary uh, of, of American workers. The job. So when you looked at the average wages, or if you look at at average, if you look at average salaries and so forth, you will see um, you will see that um, um, you will see that uh, those data uh, indicate an increase. Uh, th- those data show an increase in average wages. Why? Because when you pull all the people with lower incomes, all the restaurant workers, all the retail workers out, you've changed the mix of jobs, and the higher wage jobs are the ones that are still able to operate that have not been closed by government orders. 
If I look at the payrolls numbers, though, in the private sector, payrolls were down 13%. Okay, so the, that's an index of, of uh, aggregate weekly payrolls. That's, a, that's, a, that's an index that's tied to a measurement of dollars. So they're taking a wage figure, multiplying it by the hours figure, along with having some representation of overtime hours. And when you put that together, you, you get a minus 13%. Where you see that happening, okay, so that's down 11% on the private, private sector, uh, private goods sector, uh, private uh, service sector. On the goods sector, you're down 17% uh, and, and so forth. So 13.3% down on the private side. Leisure and hospitality, though, down by more than half. Okay, leisure and hospitality workers, again, the payrolls in those areas are down 50%. Point eight percent, according to this. so. So great question, Don. I want to make sure I got that got that answer for you because that that is that is a good answer. I'm not going to have enough time to play these clips. We'll carry them over to the next next segment. But but just to so let me let me wrap this this hour into into what we we've, we've discussed. The official unemployment rate is probably an under, at fourteen point seven is an understatement of what the actual number is out there. Because you've had people leave the labor force who probably, some of them are people who were maybe looking for work before and have stopped looking. And some of them are probably people who just left the labor force because they lost their job and are just living off savings. Maybe even deciding, you know what, this is probably a decent time to retire. Because I'm not, my job's not going to be back for a few years and by that time I'm in my mid to late 60s. I think I'm done now. It's also misclassified because you have people who are being classified as employed but absent from work. Many of those people, perhaps 7.5 million people, classified that way who probably should be classified as unemployed. That probably puts the number closer to an 18 to 19% number versus, a, versus uh, 14 to 15. If I look at the number of hours worked, my best guess right now is GDP is tracking to a decline in the high 30s on a seasonally adjusted annual basis. That's a little higher than the other forecasts that are out there that are saying 30 to 33 to 35. Right now I'm tracking to 38, but my guess is when, when, when I get another month's worth of data, my sense is I'm going to want to pull that number back. And my, so my actual guess right now probably is closer to the 32-33 level than 38, but I think we're clearly tracking more than 38. We'll be back after this. You are listening to The King Banyan Show on Business 1440. Wally Langfellow, Eric Nelson, Minnesota Score Magazine, Minnesota Score Radio, time for the two-minute score. Well, Wally, the shield doesn't skip a beat. Right in the middle of a COVID-19 pandemic, the NFL unveiled its 2020 schedule a few days ago. And from a Minnesota Vikings perspective, uh, home and away games, obviously, against Chicago, Detroit, and Green Bay. Uh, other home games against Jacksonville, Tennessee, Atlanta, Carolina, and Dallas. On the road, Houston, Indy, New Orleans, Tampa Bay, Seattle. If you were to choose four road games to go to, assuming they are played, assuming fans will be there, what would your four be? I think for me, I would have to go with Green Bay. You can't lose with Lambeau. Seattle, I love CenturyLink. Tampa Bay, you got to go down and see Antoine Winfield, Tyler Johnson, and Tom Brady. And then I'm going to pick Indianapolis. Wow. You want to go to Indy. Well, they got Circle the, City. Yeah, they got the retractable, so... Maybe you'll maybe you'll get lucky. Maybe it'll be open for the day you get down there because I know how much you love indoor football. And from that point, I'm surprised you didn't pick New Orleans. Indoor football, your favorite thing. Uh, all right, so I'm going to have to pick something different because you took you took all the plums. Um, I'm going to go with. Uh, let's start with Detroit. Never been to Detroit. I'm going to go to Ford Field. Is it still Ford Field? It is. Okay, that's good. We'll go to Ford Field. Uh, we'll also go to uh, New Orleans to see some more indoor football because I really enjoy indoor football. Uh, Indy because I think it's going to be a bad weather day, and I want more indoor football. And then 
let's stay consistent. Houston for yet some more indoor football. Wow, and then all the home games? You are a dome guy. Minnesota Score Radio, Saturdays at noon on AM 1440. Social Security is with you through life's journey from birth to retirement. As your life changes year to year, so do your needs. For over 80 years, Social Security has helped to meet your needs and is committed to improving access to the services that make a difference in your life. Today, you can verify your earnings, estimate your future benefits, apply for retirement, manage your benefits, and even change your address, all from the comfort of your home. Social Security's online services help put you in control with secure access to your information anytime, anywhere, allowing you to spend more time with family, friends, or simply just enjoying the day. Social Security, securing today and tomorrow. See what you can do online at socialsecurity.gov. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. 